Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Let's be real. Our most serious conversations happen when we pee together. Whether it's on the phone with your biffle or in a group at a nightclub with your fifth vodka cranberry in hand and makeup looking like a melted clown. Join us, where we create a safe space for those of us who are always asking the questions we've grown up believing that everyone around us has figured out, only to realize none of us truly know what the hell is going on. Come along and laugh with us. We promise we won't take our absurdity personally. I need to pee. Do you need to pee? Will you come with us? All right. So welcome back to I Need to Pee podcast. And it's time to start talking about wrinkles. Yeah, guys, I am the product of a master esthetician. My mother was a artiste of the face and the skin. And yet I have really sensitive skin. I'm always breaking out. Something or another is always like making me flare up like crazy. But now I have like a thousand and one products sitting in my very, very tiny New York City apartment. And I have no idea what to put on my face, when to put it on my face, what order to put it on my face. I have 15 different kinds of serums. Do I use them all at once? Do I put them on at the same time? Do I wait 10 minutes in between each? When do I put on the ice? Ice cream. Ice cream. So you said you had a thousand skincare products in your apartment. My first question, how do you afford a thousand skincare products? Because that's like at least really calculated out. Like one skincare product's about like 60 to a hundred dollars. So like, I got a great solution for you. And this is a great plug. (laughs) Not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Ipsy Glam Plus Ultimate. I get that box every month. It's $50 and I get like 12 products in it. I love it so much. I only started doing it a couple months ago, but I'm very excited about it. So essentially, the title of this episode is I got 99 products and not a clue how to use them. Nice. So let's talk to our our guest speaker, your mom, right? That's who you're talking about? the, The pro of skin? Yes, Casey. This is correct. Very excited to be introducing her. We're bringing her live to the I Need to Pee podcast. We're going to be referring to her as mom. Because at one point or another, my mother has been each of our mothers. Hayden and I have actually known each other for 24 years now. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. That is insane. 24 years of friendship. That's older than a lot of people who are listening to this. (laughs) Yeah. And we used to refer to each other's moms as our other mothers because we spent so much time together and we're constantly at each other's homes. So I just feel like it's appropriate that we refer to her as mom. My mom is, as I said, skincare extraordinaire. She spent 20 years or so working in the skincare industry. She had her own private practice where, humble brag, she was booked a year in advance all year long. She had clients that would fly in from New York City, Los Angeles, all over the U.S. 
just for an appointment with her because of her magic hands. She has since left that career and is now a masterful real estate agent selling luxury properties in New York City. But her experience is still not one to be balked at. When you have a question about your skin, this is the woman to ask. So we would like to introduce you to the one and only my mother. So mom, tell us a little bit more about your background and why it just makes so much natural sense to have you on our episode to talk to the listeners about their skincare routines and how to take care of their face, especially as they're getting older, reaching their 20s or their 30s, or even if they're still, you know, a youngin and want to preemptively protect themselves. Well, look, the skincare usually starts from, since you guys are babies, it just oftentimes people don't know that's when it starts. Really, the reason babies have such beautiful skin and flawless skin, because it hasn't been exposed to all the elements. So as we go through life, and you guys are carelessly get sunburned without thinking about it, what you're doing, and you get excited, it actually causes long term damage. So and that's the thing with skin that it's the biggest organ you have. So you do want to take care of it, because you want to stay beautiful as long as possible. And you want to age gracefully. So that's the thing. And with the background, I stumbled into it, really. I uh, got into skincare because I had a different license. I have electrolysis license, and I ended up being forced into learning skincare because it was double license, but it was a blessings in the sky. So, And uh, you all know I started the practice, and it just kind of took off. I heard you guys saying that clients were booking year ahead, and it's the truth because they were literally booking entire year ahead. That was the first article that came in the newspaper. In fact, Hayden, I remember your mom, when she read that article, she said, is that mean I can't see you anymore? I can't book an appointment. I said, of course you can. You always have space in my world. So, and I remember that conversation. So what else you guys want to know? Go ahead. Shoot the question. Can I just, I have so many questions. (laughs) I have so many questions. Let's start with like the basics, like a simple, like five step skincare routine that you would recommend i think five is pretty good because like some people do 12 can we just take it actually back one step further before we even talk about routine because i feel like in order for us to talk about routine i'm constantly reading the difference between oily skin combination skin and dry skin and how does my routine adapt based on the kind of skin that i have and how do i figure out what kind of have to in the first place So your skin will tell you a lot if you pay attention to it. And the skin will change from one to another based on the climate, based where you live, based where your environment, based on your diet, based on your daily everything. So it's not that simple. And that's just a simple way of saying dry, oily, or what's the other word, what I'm looking for? Combination. So it's not that simple. It's a lot more complex than that. But the Overall skincare routine should remain quite basic. Oftentimes the biggest mistake is done that people overdo it, overuse products, and it's unnecessary. Basic stuffs are you keep your skin cleansed, very well cleansed daily, not necessarily harsh cleansers. You really want to use cleansers that are kind of soft and not so stripping of your own natural oils. Very important to protect those natural lipids that your skin produces then you have to use a toner because toner is an important, a lot of people don't understand that the toners create a balance of your pH level. 
So that's important and it protects your pores and it actually removes the residue that the cleanser did not remove. Then a good hydrating moisturizer, your antioxidants and sunblock during the day. And of course, at nighttime, you do similar routine, but you don't do the sunblock. That's your basic stuff, especially when you're younger. You don't need to have thousand products, I promise you. That actually will confuse your skin too much, and you may end up having more issues than solving the problems that you're trying to solve. Excuse me, what the hell is a toner? Excuse my language. Toner. Toner is the most misunderstood and misused product, Hayden, because toner goes right after. It's not funny. This is serious. This is serious stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, and I didn't realize what toner was until I myself got into the skincare world because I didn't use a toner myself. Tone. Once you cleanse your face, typically cleansers have high pH level because they're alkaline level. In order for that skin to come to more acidic level, which is the level we want to maintain, you have to use a toner to instantly bring the pH level to that balanced, more of a acidic level to protect from free radical damages or even bacteria getting to your pores. If you don't use the toner, it will take about hour to hour and a half for your skin to kind of normally balance the pH level. But if you're using a toner, you're instantly balancing that pH. That's why it's a critical component into skincare regimen. But a lot of people kind of think, oh, what is this? It's just liquidy thing. I don't even understand what it's doing, but it's actually doing a lot more than you realize it. It's a very important component. So it goes immediately after the cleanser to balance the pH level of your skin. Okay. Let me just give you a rundown of my routine. When I wear makeup, which is not often, I just use makeup remover. I splash some water on my face and that's it. Well, just because you didn't... Alexis looks horrified. Just so you because know. Alexis wears makeup every day almost, you know, so like I would have young kids who would come and teenagers, most of all, they would come and they would use soup and they would have acne because of their age and specific phase of that, you know, puberty that they're going through that skin normally has that acne phase. And they would go and buy this very aggressive cleansing products, anti-acne, and it honestly would make their skin worse. And the reason it would make worse because it would be so drying on their skin that the skin would actually break out more. Because when you strip the natural oils too much, you're actually harming the skin. I often cured acne by using oily products to balance out the so the oil glands are not going into overproduction. Skin is a very smart organ. If you strip the oil glands to the point that it's thinks it's so oil deprived, automatic reflex of the skin is to go into oil production, overproduction, because it needs to balance back. It's uh, So that's what you're doing. You're probably using harsh cleansers. You need to use something more oil-based, something gentle, but you do want to cleanse your face daily. So it's interesting because when you said steps of the face wash and then the toner and then the moisturizer... I, in between using the toner and then the moisturizer, I put a serum on. What are your recommendations about serums? Between the toner and a moisturizer. So you mean right after toner, you use a serum. I love that idea. 
Or I switch it up with the Advanced Night Repair by um, Estee Lauder. That's one of my favorite products, Casey, just so you know, Advanced Estee. It's oh been going on. I use it myself as a serum and I love it. So the way you apply products after cleansing and toning, it's basically by the viscosity. The more liquidy products will go on first and then a lotion will be next and then sunblock or cream, depending on hydration you need, would be next. But serums are very valuable because they have thinner viscosity and most of the time, if they're antioxidant serums or super hydrating serums like hyaluronic B acid, serums are wonderful because it's like putting lots of water on your skin or vitamin C that it's full of antioxidants that protects your skin from a free radical damage during the day, especially are super valuable. And the reason you put that first before your moisturizer, because it will penetrate into the skin more before you put the next thing, which would be more cream base. Because if you put it afterwards, you sort of blocked the pores. That's why you the viscosity mm-hmm. can dictates you the order of the products you're applying. The more liquidy they are, that goes first. And then the thicker they become, obviously that's next. Follow-up question to serums. I feel like there are so many kinds of serums out there that I have no clue which ones to pick, which ones are the right one. Like I'll see a vitamin C serum and then I'll see some like anti-aging recovery serum and then like an anti-wrinkle serum. And there's a thousand and one different kinds of serums out there on the market. And I feel like they all sound like something I need, but how could I possibly actually figure out what does my skin need? And how do I know if I'm just doubling up and there's redundancy now into what I'm putting on my face and potentially leaving myself to even more irritation and acne? So excellent question, because very often people do double up on things that it's unnecessary or they will use things that will cancel each other out. The way to really understand serums, but the way to really understand the serum, you really want to know that what antioxidants are you looking for? Are you looking for peptides? Are you looking for vitamin C in that serum? What is their goal, which are all good properties? Or when you're reading the ingredients, you must see that particular ingredient, let's say it's vitamin C, it's sort of at the beginning of the ingredient list. If it's at the very bottom, you can forget that product. It doesn't matter what it costs. It means it's very little amount in there. So you're really not going to get the value that you're paying for it. So that's important with the serums. A lot of them will cancel out. I just remember this one particular day, I was finishing up a treatment and I had a client already waiting in my waiting room in my office. So I came out and she had all these products on the table. And I remember it literally was adding up almost to $1,500 and plus in products. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I saw this does this, this does this, I want to buy. I was like, no. You're going to buy this and this, and the rest is going back on the shelf. She's like, why are you doing that? I said, because you're going to take all these products home. She's like, but you can make so much money. I said, I don't care about the money. You understand you're going to take all these products home, and then you're going to call me, and you're going to say, how do I use all this stuff? You're going to be so confused. You don't know. And this does exactly same as this and that. You don't need all of this. But she was just reading labels, and she was getting excited. So you have to be careful. So you don't certainly want to be educated. And it's not about too many products. It's about proper regimen. That's the key to skincare. 
I just want to quickly sum up what you're saying about the five step routine or whatever the routine is. Let's call it skincare for dummies. First, skincare for Hayden. AKA a face wash. Yes. Gentle. And cleanse. then we transition to. What does gentle mean? Let's specify because I feel like people might not understand. When we yeah, say I don't gentle, understand that. Do we mean oil based or something that doesn't foam up? Is it what is the excellent general cleanser? point? I generally don't like cleansers that foam up, which means they typically, if it foams up too much, it has too much detergent in it and they're too drying. I just don't like it. Cleansers like that, like deep cleansers, you want to use maybe twice a month or once a week, but not daily. The other thing I want to say about cleansers before we move on. Use it at night. In the morning, just splash your face with warm water and washcloth and you're good to go because all you have, if you cleanse your face at night properly, all you have in the morning is your own natural oils. There's no need to strip that beautiful, actually valuable stuff off of your face. Just splash it with warm water so it feels fresh but no need to use a harsh cleanser in the morning as long as you cleanse well at night, which you always should. So I actually have a question. I feel that nowadays our demographic has been very, very interested in chemical-free products. Okay. So do you have any thoughts around the chemical-free skincare and if there's any brands? Because I myself am very like... Uh, interested in not using chemicals, even like all the way down to my shampoo now. Maybe that's just me being like a basic millennial or that I live in California. I don't know, but (laughs) it's just something that I think is important. Um, But I wonder, is it so important that it makes the skincare not as effective or are there skincare products out there that don't have chemicals that are so harsh that are just as effective? I love that question, uh, Casey, because you remind me when I took my very first cosmetic chemistry class years ago, and I was taking a class with Rebecca James Gadsbury, who is a professor at UCLA, and she was teaching cosmetic chemistry class. And I've learned this, that there's no such a thing, chemical-free product, because two molecules put together, that's already a chemical. So we're all chemicals. Really, that's a marketing word, uh, oftentimes used, chemical-free. I don't, I'm not against it, a little bit more organic, more natural products. I understand that, but there's no such a thing. So you could go, like I remember being with a friend of ours in Costa Rica, and she was using chemical-free sunblock, and I was using the sunblock I preferred, And we were there with our families. Alexis was there. Her sister was there. And all of them got burned. We didn't. And she ended up coming and saying, I need your sunblock. Because the chemical-free sunblock that she bought wasn't working. So what does that mean? It's not, uh, as long as it don't have harsh products or harsh ingredients or they're extremely, uh, you know, acidic, you just have to use the product that works for you. There's no such a thing chemical free. And I remember in the skincare world, they were also going to remove this word organic or chemical free, but they can't because it's been part of our vocabulary for too long. So I would say that my skincare experience so far has been a complete scam. And I have fallen in the trap of all of these assholes telling me (laughs) the millennial terms, chemical free and vegan. And that's why I buy these products. 
the reason why I buy them is because they tell me that they're chemical free and vegan and just like overall better for the planet and for you. And now I know it's this clean beauty movement. Yeah. Well, and not to get on a completely different topic, but speaking of which, I was at Target a couple weeks ago buying new body wash and I found this product that said chemical free, organic, vegan every word under the sun that got me interested in the product. Then I went on to my handy dandy app called Think Dirty. Everyone should download great it. Great app, great and app. And add it. And it was like a scale out of one to 10, 10 being the worst. It was an eight. And it said all of the things we want to hear. Another Please, thing I, you guys reminded me right now is when we were talking about preservative free, why were the preservatives even introduced to the products? That's for our own safety. In fact, when people say preservatives free, I want to run because if there are no preservatives in a product, guess what's going to happen in that product? Bacteria is going to grow in it and you can actually harm yourself. And one of the things that happened many, many years ago, there was a woman who literally became blind because her mascara got bacteria in it as she used it. So preservatives are there to protect us. In fact, it cannot be just one preservative in a product. It's a family of preservatives. Anytime there's a preservative-free product, it cannot sustain its shelf life. So you cannot possibly, so there's no such a thing, but there's like, how harsh are these preservatives? So there's understanding and learning and being educated. Now, vegan products, yes, there are vegan products, but that doesn't mean they're chemical-free. They could be vegan, but they're not chemical free. The takeaway that I'm getting is it's good to eat salads four days a week and then have a burger on the fifth day and then go back to having salad. It's just a balance. I think you're just hungry. I'm not tracking your analogy. I'm honestly, I'm just trying to find a reason to find it acceptable to eat meat and burgers and not feel bad. I like that diet. We should be more vegetarian diet anyway, more than a heavily uh, protein and meat diet. Because if you actually eat too much red meat, that depletes your vitamin B. Did you know that? It actually will age you a little bit faster. But it is important to eat a little bit of that too, as long as it's not on a consistent basis. Holy shit. That was my next question was going to be how diet affects our skin. And I would love your input because I think a lot of us assume that as long as we're yes that too which is terrible right now as I'm drinking a white claw sponsor white claw anyway um, I think anytime we ever mention any brand whatsoever we're just going to pretend that they're sponsoring us because we're hoping that if we mention a hundred one of them might be crazy enough to say (laughs) yeah why not fake it till you make it anyway I do think that that's a very important topic because I think A lot of people assume that what we're putting on our skin is more important than kind of what we're eating and the things that are internal. So what's your advice to the public, any listeners out there, kind of as far as eating goes, are there specific foods that help your skin? Are there ones that hurt your skin? I'd love to kind of get your, you know, input on that Yeah, absolutely. Hayden, that's so valuable to know and understand that skincare is powerless if you're a daily diet and regimen, what goes into your system internally is completely off balance. You can't balance. There is no magic in any of the bottles if you're not taking care of your body internally. That's essential. 
diet has to be, first of all, you have to sleep well too. If you sleep deprived, you will have breakouts. If you're drinking too much, your skin will break out, guaranteed. So it just can't be daily. If you want to do that once in a while, that's okay, but it can't be your daily regimen. What to eat, what not to eat. You can eat everything, first of all. Just eat in moderation and exercise is important. I always say eat whatever the heck you want. Just sweat it out. Get that sweat. Work, work out. out get the junk out. It's very important because when you're sweating it out, that's important. A lot of alcohol will harm it. Too much caffeine will harm it. Like I'm one of those people, if I drink too much coffee, it shows on my skin. People, if you eat a lot of red meat, it's your skin pores become a little bit tired looking and depleted and people look more tired and wrinkly. If you're eating more vegetable diet, you know, a lot of antioxidants like fruits and vegetables and that plumps up your skin actually. Just awesome. eat healthy. Sugar so, should be taken in moderation. You wanted sugar. So on that note about not eating red meat, it reminds me of my significant other and how he consumes a lot of red meat. But before we get into the conversation about men and skincare, I think it's time for me to take a quick pee break. Mom had a renowned skincare practice for over 12 years. As an esthetician, she had clients from all over the United States fly to see her. Having grown up in the Soviet Union, mom had a background in science. She translated that background in science into her private practice. She received her skincare license as a professional esthetician as well as an electrolysis license. She's trained in medical level chemical peels, cool sculpting, full therapy treatments, and all types of cutting edge techniques. Uh, hello, how how you doing? My name is Dom. Uh, first and foremost, mom, you have beautiful skin oh, over the Zoom. Thank you, Dom. Yes. No filters. You like a French vanilla and a nice settle. You, you got a boyfriend, by the way? Anywho. Are you okay. hitting on my mom? <laughs> Our mom? <laughs> Anywho, I'm going to show hey, you. I'm, who wouldn't? She beautiful has beautiful skin. skin. As you can tell, like French vanilla and chocolate do go together in ice cream, sponsored by Cold Stone. All right, mom. <laughs> Here we go, mom. I got this Clarisonic. Claris- I got a Clarisonic. That's fancier than anything I have. So it's got a men's thing on it, right? It's men's thing on it. Out. Yeah, it's got. A- <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us want a men's. It's thing got a right. head for men right here. Head for men. It's getting worse, Dom. Getting worse. And head for men. I- Chelsea, how do you? Oh. Go ahead. So this looks really strange to y'all, but this is from the motherland from Africa. I saw Ooh. it in. Um, the Black Panther is called African Black Soap. Um, it's natural. It's got oils. That's um, natural. Yeah. I think Mutombo, I think that's what his name was. He sent it to me via Amazon Prime. Um, Wait, so, there was like a Black yeah. Panther for soap? <laughs> no, not at all. But I figured when that show, when that movie came out, everybody's skin just looked so good. And I went online to see what they were using. And there were some, you know, reviews in Amazon about African Black Soap. So I figured... Wakanda forever. So then I took my friend. She works for Arbon. She just signed up, became like one of those Arbon ladies. And this is oh Arbon. It's like charcoal three and one. I actually like it. And here's what I I I know. I'm just rambling off right now. I'm just trying to tell you what I'm doing because what is that do, Dom? The charcoal is a is that a cleanser? No, it's a face, hair, and body wash. Oh, okay. So it's a cleanser. Classic. 
Yeah. It's a cleanser. How yeah. can it be everything? Yeah, it's a cleanser. Because they can't sell three different things to men, so they have to do it all in one. <laughs> there there oh you go. Gosh. Or to Hayden. It would have cost me. I'm wondering what that is, too. Last but not least, this is my facial moisturizer. Who, who makes um, that? Can you read it? Uh, by Vaughn. Okay. His name Vaughn. All right. Do you like it? And it says, yeah, I, I think, I mean, my face gets real oily. I know that black don't crack, and it's because, like, you know, we get real oily and stuff. But I've been using this stuff, and I start to break out a little bit. And I'm just thinking maybe you can give me some maybe it's uh, too notes heavy. on. Yeah, maybe it might be too heavy. If you have any recommendations for uh, some nice chocolate skin. Well, first of all, I'm completely impressed how you actually have a regimen. It's amazing. Yeah. You ruined the that's whole bit, that, dumb. The I, whole point. Maybe Hayden should have been anything. the person to. Well, see, I'm a whole bit. different breed of yeah, man. You know, that's I'm amazing. Like, I'm a whole different breed, and I'm a whole <laughs> different breed of woman. So, you're sorry, welcome. ladies. Dom is officially off the market. Uh, Wait, he's already taken. Sorry about it. <laughs> I guess my big thing is, am I doing it right? So I, I do the African soap at night, and then I do the charcoal in the morning. The night one's a little harsher. The African black soap is harsher than the charcoal, but I do the charcoal in the morning. And then I put the moisturizer in the morning or, night. you know. Your moisturizer doesn't have any sunblock in it, right? Let's see. Because if it has uh, sunblock, you should nope. not use it at night. Oh, okay. Yeah. There yeah. we go. That's one thing so I learned. Okay. you're doing everything actually great. I love the what you're doing with the ultrasonic uh, cleansing thing. You're exfoliating your skin, which is very important. Because actually, believe it or not, African-American skin is one of the most delicate skins ever out there. People don't realize that how soft and delicate it's like baby skin. When yep, I would yep, work they, on African-American skin, touching it, it feels like butter. And it also it's just incredible how gentle I had to be because it could mark easily. So I've always take extra cautiousness when I do it. So that brush that you're using, the ultrasonic, it's fantastic. It, it, it exfoliates. It will help you, even though you shave daily, it will help you to not have ingrowns. So that's wonderful. Okay. The charcoal cleanser, I actually like the idea of charcoal cleanser because charcoal has properties that brightens the skin. So it actually has anti-inflammatory and it brightens the skin. There's charcoal masks that, uh, ladies, you should all know about it if you want to have masks. Charcoal masks are actually wonderful. Charcoal-based masks. Not the ones that peel. No, they're actually ones that you can put it on and it actually brightens the skin. It hydrates the skin. Depends. So that fad of like... No, I don't like anything that gets stuck and like even the ones that peel, like they claim that it removes the blackheads. I actually find them too abrasive on the skin and that you shouldn't use them because it takes part of the skin layer that you shouldn't. You're actually traumatizing the skin too much and you could cause more blemishes than good. So if you're washing, if you're cleansing your face, like what Dom is doing with ultrasonic brush or any of this other thing, your pores will be very well clean. You don't need those peel things that supposed to clean the blackheads. I don't like them at all. Now, the moisturizer for you is most likely slightly heavy, Dom, because if you're breaking out, that means it's a little bit too much. So I would recommend you use something more water-based, not so hydrating, something more lotion-y, not cream, and something a little bit light. And sunblock, believe it or not, even for your skin is important. Yes, black don't crack, but you still have sensitive skin, and that's important because... 
you okay. do want to maintain. Yes, it doesn't affect you the way it would affect my skin if I'm in the sun, but you certainly want to protect it because it's not about vanity only. It's also about the safety of your skin. So we're also so talking about safety. I think Dom is a rare breed of male. And so is already agreed. on it with his products. So, so basically what she said was, I got my shit. You together, got your shit together. You, you can, you can go I'm, pee now. Okay. okay, I'm gonna go pee right quick. Oh, so thank you. I think uh, we really need to tone it back. And let's uh, think about if we were talking to my significant other, for example, or Alexis's significant other. Let's, let's talk about 99% of the male species. <laughs> the bare minimum. Four feet. I mean, Hayden too over here is obviously not. What doing are well the What are the that. recommendations for most dudes out there to do the bare minimum? Because right now, my significant other, I'm pretty sure he uses the bar soap that he cleans his butt crack with to wash his face, and maybe just like once a week too. Who knows? But we really need to step it up, and it's time to. I mean, to yeah, Casey. At least your significant other is using even a bar soap. I can't convince my significant other to even put water on his face unless he's conveniently already in the shower. Well, I, and he breaks out, he gets pimples on the top of his forehead and he claims that it's because he puts gel in his hair and that's why he's getting breakouts. And I've tried to explain to him that if he just washed his face, then he would wash away <laughs> the residue of the gel that is causing him to break out. And when I do that, it's like he short circuits. And then he just looks at me. He goes, no, you don't understand. It's because I put gel in my hair. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> Some guys I know, they just even wash their face with a shampoo that they use in their hair. I swear. Sometimes I just like come at him with like products on one product on one hand, another product on another. And I'm just like, stop, 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 stop. So it sounds like we might have a business opportunity here. All we need to do is introduce one skincare product that does it all. So it's that called guys, a I would love that. Like, I would yeah. like that okay. as well. And for Hayden yeah. over here to be like our influencer. <laughs> Dom's over here like really yeah. pushing. Sponsored by Arbonne, three in one, charcoal three body wash, face we, and hair. <laughs> no, we can't. I actually, you're selling me on that, Dom. Your skin looks I have great. A, a male skincare product. I have a suggestion. You just make your men shower twice a day. That's it. So they want it or not, they're going to be washing their faces. If they don't like washing their faces, just make them men or your significant others, whoever they are, just push them into the shower. Say you stink. I'm just kidding. And you can and then join, you can join them. them. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> Gently. And then before you know it, they'll be like, oh, honey, anything you want. Can you check my forehead? Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Just get up right, my right, forehead. Right, so, right. So start scrubbing <laughs> the back. Yeah. Start and then transition exactly. to the face. Go. The face. Subtly. <laughs> I just told my significant okay, other have... that if he doesn't wash his face and ends up looking like a wrinkly old man, I'm just going to leave him for a younger model. Oh my God. I literally had the same conversation the other day. I was like, listen here, it's not fair that I'm going to look good when we're older and you're not. I have to stare at you and you have to stare at me. So you need to be putting in just as much effort. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, what the hell? I'm going to pull a fold to me more and date someone 20 years younger if you don't step it up. (laughs) Jesus. I have two serious questions that I feel like a lot of people in their late 20s are dealing with. First question, adult acne. I only get it on my chin 
and around my mouth, and I hate that it's there. What it's do hormonal. I do? Oh wait, isn't that hormonal? Ah, good start. It is no, it is, it is. So how do you combat hormones? Like, is what do you do? Honestly, hormones are so complicated and they're not that easy to control. So they're going to do what they're going to do. The only thing you can try to monitor during those phases where you know you're going to have a little bit of a hormonal imbalance because it's that time of the month and your body's just going to do its thing, right? You can monitor your intake of alcohol, that you're going to sleep well, and you really want to monitor how you're going to take care of the regimen at that time, at least be a little bit more disciplined. And yeah, your diet. So if you could just monitor that one week, at least like few days before and during you hopefully won't have the outbreaks being so like, you know, noticeable. It will be somewhat there, but not as uh, noticeable. And that's the only thing you could do to control it. Just be regimen, cleanse, tone, light, light moisturizer, and try to really definitely take the sleep and uh, diet in more serious contexts at that time. So I have a couple things that I think just aren't fair. One, guys just apparently get more attractive as they age. I don't know what, from what I've seen, they just turn into like silver foxes and that's it. And then women, we just get fatter and wrinklier and to top it all off, we're expected to buy all of these products and we get paid less. It's the pink tax. Hold on. I'm going to look this up. The pink tax by definition is the extra amount that women pay for everyday products like razors, shampoo, haircuts, clothes, dry cleaning, cosmetics, and more. This quote-unquote tax applies to items that spans a woman's entire life. So why do we get paid less? The older we get, the more we have to pay. This makes no sense. This is a scam. And then we get Botox. Hey, let's talk about Botox really quick to wrap it up. That was my next question. I, I really need to know, what is Botox and is it safe? Should we be doing it? What age should you start? And how do you find the right kind of doctor to administer Botox to you if you choose to do Botox, whether it be for facial cosmetic vanity reasons or for oversweating? Well, those are two different reasons for having Botox, isn't it? One is for cosmetics and one is for actually medical purpose. If people have that excess sweating, that's a medical condition. So that's actually important to have Botox. Now, if you're talking about cosmetic reasons, you all of you, including Dom, are too young, in my opinion, to start Botox too soon, simply because Botox works. And it's great. I'm one of those people that does use Botox, but I use it very sparingly, I will have my Botox done around my eyes and my forehead, like every 10 months to maybe I try to push it to a year. Sometimes I'm not good because i feeling like, okay, I'm ready to look a little bit more rested and fresher, but I'm much older than you guys. So Botox is bachelism, but, and people are afraid of it. And sometimes they think it's dangerous. It's not dangerous because you are getting incremental amounts, very little amounts injected into your, around your forehead or around your eye area. What it does, it It basically relaxes the muscle. So the muscle doesn't contract as actively because we're so expressive. When we talk, we frown, we do all kinds of expressions and we squint and we laugh, we giggle and all of that. So eventually keep contracting those muscles will generate collapse of the collagen and it forms a wrinkle. 
Now, not every wrinkle is bad. I like to have some laugh expressions and all that stuff. But if it's like somebody has very deep way of frowning, it helps. I personally got into Botox because I had a very distinct frown between my eyebrows. And I didn't realize that I would frown and I wouldn't, wasn't even aware of it. And I would get really horrible headaches. So I did the Botox first time to get rid of that frown. And it actually, my headaches went away and it was like a discovery. Oh my gosh. I have a story about this. So Botox is good. Just don't rush it and start who you go to. You really want to go to somebody who's been doing it for a while. You want to do your research. I'm always there to help you guys, but you really want to ask a lot of questions. Or does that, and don't go to the cheapest doctor because they're offering some heavy discounts. Very important. So on that point, what should someone expect to pay for Botox roughly? So if I'm looking at Botox costs or somebody gives me a quote, is there a range that I should expect it will cost? So I know if that's abnormally cheap and maybe a red flag or if someone's just price gouging. Yeah. So I see a lot of Groupons on Botox. So I'm always uh, really uh, suspicious about them. Uh, Now that doesn't mean they're not good uh, offices out there who will offer Groupons. Botox used to be much more expensive. It's a lot less expensive these days because it's a lot of it out there and there's different forms of it, different companies who are producing it. So, you know, it could range between it, depending on how many units somebody is getting, it could range between two, three, four hundred dollars up to a little bit more. And it depends how much you want to do it. Is somebody doing throughout the entire forehead and the eyes or they just want to do spot treatments? So going off of what you were saying about Botox for headaches, I actually recently had Botox done Mm. because I have really bad TMJ. Ah. They recommended, if anyone doesn't know, TMJ is like a very severe pain uh, in your jaw from clicking. I got it too, girl. Oh yeah, that's right. You and I talk about this all the time. My doctor recommended that I try to get Botox and it was nowhere on my face. They only did injections like up in my hairline and underneath my jaw. And surprisingly, it really did help. Yeah, it worked. But the concept is the same. What it is, you have a tight, something is getting tight in there. Your muscles or nerves are getting tight and that's what TMJ does and it hurts. So by doing the Botox, it just relaxes that. So it's no longer, it was great. great. Yeah. And that's why Botox has a lot of good purposes. Yeah. Insurance covered it. It was awesome, but it's something you got to keep up because it fades. We just want to ask one more question. We crowdsourced a little bit and asked some of our listeners if there was anything that they really wanted to know, if there was anything that was super front of mind for them or really important when it comes to skincare. And we were overwhelmed with one question in particular. Okay. What the hell is retinol? (laughs) Well, let's be clear. Retinol is not rectal cream. So you cannot use. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Good to know. Rectal cream, people. (laughs) So, retinol. Is this a common misconception that retinol is is rectal? I guess I should start changing my routine. (laughs) So, no, look, retinol is actually genuinely, it's it's one of my favorite, favorite uh, ingredients out there. And all of you should be familiar with this. The difference between retinol and retin-A is basically vitamin A. Retin-A is a medical grade of it. So you have to have a prescription. In this country, retin-A is not sold freely in the, not the supermarkets, but I'm trying to say, drugstores or in other countries, you can go and get them. 
retinol is a form of vitamin A, except it's a little bit more gentle form of it. So when you put retinol on your skin, it actually turns into retin-A as soon as it touches your skin and it has that uh, contact with your skin temperature. It's one of the best ingredients to regenerate new cells, but it also will make your skin incredibly photosensitive. So if you're using retin-A or retinoic acid or retinol, you start slowly, you introduce your skin slowly to it, and you watch it because it works, but it could also make your skin incredibly sensitive too quickly. And oftentimes I uh, recommend people use it combined with the moisturizer. So it's a slow kind of a an retinoic acid or retin-A or retinol. I always say it's a dose dependent product, meaning if you use too much of it, it's too aggressive. You have to use very little, very, very little. So Alexis, I'm so glad you asked about retinol because I actually have a very awesome life lesson for you listeners out there. My friends here in uh, California, they're very on top of their skincare regimen. And they came to me about a year ago and they were like, Hey, we have awesome life hack for you. Have you heard of retinol? And I was like, no, what is that? They're like, it's this thing that it's very, what you were exactly just saying. It's hard to get in the market. It's expensive, et cetera, et cetera. All you need to do is call your doctor and say, Hey, I break out sometimes. And my friend's doctor recommended that she got a retinol prescription. So my doctor totally was aligned and was like, Oh my gosh, no problem. I'll write your prescription. She's like, actually, I don't know if you know this, but retinol is found in very expensive skincare products and helps with wrinkles. And I was like, Oh my God, no way. I had no idea. And then she wrote me the prescription. And now I have this huge fatty wop wop bottle that my insurance covered. <laughs> and you're right. It is very aggressive and I don't use it that often, but it's something that I like had to work in and I do it like in like a phase, like every other month or something like that. It's very harsh. Uh, what's the percentage on it, Casey? 0. 0, 0.025. Okay. So it's actually the mildest one, which is good. Even that it's still pretty aggressive. And since you are in a more of a sunny climate, you do have to be more cautious about it. Also, that's a product you use nighttime only. You do not use that mm-hmm. in the morning, so ever during the day. That's a nighttime product, mm-hmm. and then you will put a moisturizer on top of it, not by itself. Mm-hmm. Be very careful around the corners of the mouth or corners of the noses because the or nostrils because that's a very delicate tissue in there. So if it goes around the lips, it will give you dry lips and dry corners of the mm-hmm. mouth. You want to be cautious of that and do not want to get into the eyes. But it is one of my favorite ingredients in terms of anti-aging and for anti-wrinkles. It will definitely allow to regenerate the cells faster. And that's what we're always after. Mm. That's why you're doing this regimen to clean, to tone, to exfoliate. Those are your basic stuff. And then antioxidant, moisturize and sunblock during the day. It's every time you're exfoliating you're pushing the skin to regenerate new cells. So Retin-A is another way of to exfoliate the skin without any other things. The other thing you don't want to do with Retin-A, if you use Retin-A, then you keep any other acid out of your skin regimen that day. You do not use glycolic, Retin-A, salicylic, all of this acids and Retin-A. You will literally tear your skin apart. So it's a beautiful product, beautiful ingredient, but it has to be used with huge caution. Awesome. So uh, life hack for all those broke friends out there, 
call your doctor, avoid seeing them in person, <laughs> fib a little and say you have a little bit of acne and you heard retinol is the key. They will end up prescribing you retinol. You don't have to see them in person. You get it done. Bada bing, bada boom. You save some money and you're not wrinkling for the future. But we have hit our time limit here. And I know that we just wanted to go around and say thank you so much, mom. Thanks, Thanks mom. mom. Taking the time. I think our listeners have definitely learned a lot. I mean, I've learned, I have a, learned lot. a lot. I want to thank all of you, ladies and Dom. So this has been great. It's been an honor to be invited. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, so mom. Much. Bye. 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 Santa Bucks are back at Meyer. Now through Saturday, you decide what's on sale and save even more on the things you love. Like a Nintendo Switch Lite, just $199.99. Or a fur real Mama Josie the Kangaroo for $49.99. And save time and get your groceries delivered with Meyer Home Delivery. So you can stay out of the elements on these chilly winter days. Enjoy the great deals at Meyer. Exclusions apply. Visit Meyer.com to get started.